0: Good morning, everyone, this is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Grace Lynn and new a new friend Michelle Marie. Hi, guys.
1: Hi. Hi, Kathy. So,
0: look at what I found. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> So Grace sent me this t-shirt, and I don't look up close because it's got some spots on it. It's white. So. But, but anyway, so, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we met, Grace, and um, we got to both be a part of Co-Creators Convergence in person. Um, I've been involved with it, I guess, eight years now or more, and um, right away, it was like um, playtime. It was all these incredible beings that uh, Noel and Bob um, put together that they recognized when they went to 49 states all over showing Barbara Marks Hubbard's film um, for the birth of 2012. So we're talking about more than 10 years. And what happened is they met people that were so brilliant, brilliant lights and brilliant hearts, and really the new leaders um the the new the new um luminaries, I guess you could call it, that model how we all can be superhuman luminaries and so so grace, um uh, why don't we start there what with, with um you and Michelle met because of Barbara Marks Hubbard, Mm -hmm. Michelle, I don't think you got to go to, I I don't remember you being
1: at CCC with us, but you were there, I'm sure in your heart. I was definitely there in my heart, but the dates never worked according to, yeah, my life. So uh, one day. (laughs) No, that's okay. Well, well, you know, everything's changed after
0: COVID, but, Mm -hmm. but what we want everyone to know is that this melting pot, it's almost like a heart think tank. (laughs) That was created around Barbara Marks Hubbard, where she, we would consciously say, we're going into the field now (laughs) and really, and, and work to see what wanted to emerge without judgment, without a, uh, a paradigm of what it should look like and just let it go. So, so why don't we start there? Um, Grace and Michelle, how did you meet and what, what, um, What caused the instantaneous sisterhood uh, recognition
1: when you got, when you met?
2: Michelle, you can go. You see it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, well, Grace and I met at a, um, it was at a Barbara Marks Hubbard um, gathering and it was the the new eyes, new vision, I think is what it was called. I can't exactly remember. Um, But that was in 2017 and we met there and uh, you know, uh, Grace invited me on a walk and we went and it's like within the first five minutes after introducing each other, you know, it's kind of like uh, we started talking about unconditional love. And for me, I fell in love in that moment with Grace. And, you know, she's like, wow, there's not many people you can instantly <laughs> go that deep that fast. Um, but then she was swept away because of a family emergency. And I thought, oh, we didn't even exchange information or anything. Fast forward a year, we um, ended up being invited to be each of us separately invited to be presenters. And we ended up um, being asked to present on the same day and we were presenting basically the same thing. So we did it together. And out of that, we um, saw that we had an outline for a book and we are, there was another course that we did, uh, And then we saw that we had an outline for a book and we both went, really, we're going to write a book? Like, what? how do you do that? (laughs) You know, and that kind of thing. And voila, we wrote a book and here we are. And it's been amazing. It just is such a gift. And like you were talking about, really allowing, you know, allowing that open space that we were that we were all introduced to through Barbara Marks Hubbard. And that's what really how this book came about. We just came together and allowed each each time we got together.
2: Mm-hmm. In that field of love, you know, letting it emerge and evolve, even personal art power. The title of the book came down, got downloaded in that field. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so so you must have been destined. I I know that the first time I went to CCC, they had some um, you know pairing uh, process, mm-hmm. and I'm um, I'm sitting there and I don't know anybody. I'm there with my old boyfriend. Otherwise, I know. I barely know Noelle and Bob. Mm-hmm. And and um there's sort of moving around in chairs because they say, you can't work with someone you already know. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, Darlis Mays is sitting right in front of me. And we did this process and we both burst out crying. It was this recognition of us as soul family. And we've we've stayed friends ever since, but it was. Helpable. that that's what I have to say is that and that's what I really feel your book if if you get in the zone with it it it's like a um, accelerator uh, an activator mm-hmm. um, I think everyone should read this book and I think it should be in businesses and school I think it should it's a it's a awesome opportunity to see a path to a new way of being mm-hmm.
1: Oh, thank you for that. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kathy.
0: So, so, how so? Okay, so, Grace, you just said uh, you barely talked to Sam. I'm going to make you talk more. Um, <laughs> So, so, okay, so you take these classes and you start to get fired up about seeing this new way of being being accessible to more people because mm-hmm. you can feel the energy's changing. People are waking up. Mm-hmm. People are being more open. They see that it's what we have is broken basically. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they don't want to complain about it anymore. They want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how did that um, motivate you or is that, is that part of all of this process?
2: Yeah. So it's a, a new way of being like, what's the roadmap? What's the journey to get there? Like, how do we really shift living in this, what we call mode of fear, fear-based life, where we're just surviving into a mode of love, thriving in life, like really enjoying life, feeling love, friend, you know, joy, happiness, peace. How do we get there? And we're just not taught. We're not t- trained in school. We're not taught by our families. Or some families, yes, but some families, no.
0: Yeah.
2: And so it's like, oh, we have to get this out to the masses because it's when we all own our personal heart power is when we can really work together to create global heart power.
0: Well, did you find that um, your business um, life or your life before this? Um, I, I I don't know what you did for a living or if you were mm-hmm. stay home mom, but But um, did you find that, and and Michelle, you could answer this too, did you find that there was such a void of this Mm. in where you were that it almost forced you? Did pick up the mm-hmm. the stick and go, Okay, I'll
2: champion it this lifetime. I mean it's well, so me, I was I'm a physical therapist, a licensed physical therapist. So I was in the medical field. Okay. And realizing in the medical field it's all done, most of it's not preventive, it's more reactionary. Right. Like, you know, so you're always in the mode of fear. So it's like, how can we change the medical system so we're more proactive, more in the preventive? And so, again, that's being in the mode of love. Like, how do we keep ourselves in physical balance as well as emotional balance and spiritual balance? And, you know, so looking at all those different pieces. Then oh, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it, the contrast is quite
0: remarkable. So Michelle, could I get you to answer that same question too?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a number of different things and I I always said I had a lot of dots on my page and I didn't know what the heck was happening. And I had a meandering way to end up where I am today. And really Barbara helped me. It's just like, you know, I always thought I was behind trying to catch up and oh, now this, now this, now this. And she said, oh, Michelle, when I worked, I was fortunate to have her as a, a mentor for a year. She said, oh, Michelle, you are not a follower. You are a pioneer and pioneers need to create the way. And so when, and, and so when I started thinking about it from that perspective and it's like, oh, I've been trying to find that path that led me to that greater connection of love, keeping thinking that I'm missing it in, in out in the world. And I actually, you know, even more than thinking of it, because I used to think of the world, you know, it's like you hear often that the world is broken, the world is broken. I think of it more as like a child that's growing and we're moving into a next next phase of evolution or whatever word we want to use for that. And we're moving into that next great turn of of expansion. And we get to actually look at it from a place of feeling in our heart. You know, when we are in the survival mode of human beings where we literally did need to survive right now, we have um, some more luxuries that allow us to really connect to that source of feeling and love. And so I think in that um, and I, I did I used to be in retail merchandising. I, I've done a lot of uh, philanthropy full time and uh, started different startup programs in different places and had a lot of different opportunities to work and learn and grow from the wisdom of others while at the same time offering um, what I had to offer. And I just love that reciprocity. And that's what I think we really move into with personal heart power is moving from fear to love. You know, how do we also interconnect with that that loving voice?
0: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for answering it. Um, Do you feel that this... um, book is more for women or for men or there's some books like the revolutionary agreements i i, I don't know if you've read that yeah. but mm-hmm. but yeah that that um i i almost would think if i had a brick and mortar uh store again or business again i would have everybody have to read it, it and i almost think this could be used in the same way because it's a tool it's got a toolkit not only is it of concepts it has tools in the back that help you go, change state when you realize that you're out of control Do Do you feel that it's more a woman's book though, mm-hmm. or no, okay, could you speak to that because um in in a lot of spiritual teachings when you go to an event um even online the majority of the participants in the spiritual learning realm are women. There's, um, if it used to be 80, 20, every once in a while, there'll be 50, 50, but I've never seen it 70 more men and less mm-hmm. women. So, so what, what do you think about, um, about the adapt the, the understanding of this information Mm-hmm. As far as the genders, do you have any
1: thoughts on that? Michelle, you want to answer? Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I mean, I know that Grace has lots of great wisdom on this, too, and, and stuff. I think, um, you know, for me, I look at it as, uh, again, there's lots of different ways to look at it. But for as far as the, the energy that is emitting from it is the feminine energy, which is more, I think, rooted in love, compassion, understanding. So there has that feminine energy that's really rooted in it. But I think as a man or a woman, we all have that within us. We have the masculine and the feminine in us. And what does it need to be developed, right? And I think as women, many of us are... are um, more indoctrined to be brave to to look at the heart because it's easy, more easily accessible to us. Not to say that men aren't, they're very loving, kind, caring men who move our world forward in really beautiful ways, but they've been indoctrinated in a different way to go forth with courage and confidence. And, you know, it's just a different way of being in the world. So I think it's anyone who is yearning for that development of the compassion and the love and the understanding in their life that they feel like they're missing. And I think that still is uh, um, primarily women who look at that probably more than men, but it is shifting and it is changing. And there is a lot more curiosity with men than I've ever seen. So it's beautiful. I th- I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that... Um, uh, I think this is available to anyone. I just thought yeah. that, um, and even I think probably when you went to Barbara Mark Hubbard's classes in person, that there was
1: more women than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always. You know, there really always is.
0: Yeah. So, Grace, do you have any any thoughts on that? As far as the the um, when you're thinking of teaching this, or when you're uh, when it's being adapted to, um, environments, schools, businesses, <laughs> um, uh, medical, mm-hmm. um, do you see, do you see any gender, uh, thing with it?
2: Well, I don't, I, I think everyone, it wasn't written for one specific gender or not, okay. but it's again, that fe- the qualities of femininity, you know, so that feminine qualities are more heart-based And so how do we get in touch with that in a healthy way? How do we experience compassion, love, joy, and peace and feel that in the heart and sense it in the heart? So I think it's for everyone, but it's that willingness and takes courage to go into our hearts, to feel the feelings and to sense what feelings are we feeling right now and to honor their feelings. And I think our culture does a disservice to men by shutting that down early on. Boys aren't told to cry, boys aren't told to feel. And so they lose that ability to reconnect with the heart, to sense the feelings that are in their heart without judgment, with awareness and curiosity. That's perfect.
0: Perfect. And, and I can see that um, the opportunity right now is to be in this space, but as you put, it's power. Because what in the past I think when you were highly sensitive or you were loving, a lot of times you were taken advantage of in a business environment or in relationship that um that because you're softy and um <laughs> and people you know uh takers find givers and all of those statements. Um but but what this is is this is actually the personal power that we forgot we already have that is can be uncovered and utilized so that we're that namaste um, uh, philosophy of I see the God in you the God in me sees the God in you and wants to play um, mm-hmm. <laughs> can mm-hmm. come back right yes mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. So so when you think about it, it, this process that you went through, just so people can have an idea of partnership like this, because it's it's a blessing to see. I I think all of us Mm -hmm. are trying to find our team, our group, our Mm -hmm. uh, community. And um, actually the shutdown allowed a lot of people to find people from all over the world that have the same values, the same worldview. And um, could you talk a little bit about the teamwork that um, that you did? Because I think you're modeling something very, very beneficial for all of us in the production of this book.
2: Mm. Yeah. So sharing, we when we did the book, we knew we had a book inside but we didn't know so we trusted we trusted each other and so it was power with we're working together not power over or powerlessness but actually the power of us coming together as equals and working on this and allowing what wanted to come down onto the page and onto the computer just being open in this field of consciousness and this field of love and just writing and then discerning what, what words want to be kept which ones be edited but working together because you know they say two hearts are more powerful than one. <laughs> I know it's minds, but two hearts are still just as powerful as one. So more powerful than one. So working and just trusting each other. And it is a new paradigm. We, me and Michelle both are grateful that we have this working relationship, this partnership that's based in love and not in fear. And so we want to model that to the world.
1: Yeah. And it was I mean, it, it really we were talking about it this morning before we got on. Grace early acknowledged it. And it was it's it's beautiful, you know, and it, it's like we know we could have each written a book on our own. And I know for sure mine would still be in progress <laughs> process if I hadn't quit by now. And in that partnership would happen. I, I We say we neither one of us quit on the same day, but we also empowered each other in the broader life. It wasn't just in the in the book life. What we did is we recognized, you know, we had a number of deaths that occurred. We had a number, a number of emotional setbacks for each of us as individuals. And we had these great joyous moments that would occur. And we went through them together in a supportive way. And it made all the difference. It motivated us to stay there together. And we've had to have some challenging conversations and stuff in the process too. How does this all work? Like, you know, how do we go out now and do our own? Th- we live in different places. So we wrote this whole, whole book on Zoom over COVID. And, you know, and it's like she lives in Kentucky and I live in Minnesota. And, you know, so how does all this work after you get the book done? Things we didn't even know we had to think about prior to it, you know, she's like, oh, now all of a sudden there's a, a book ownership. And now all of a sudden it's just like, and what if you want to go out and they use the word exploit in the legal terms, you know, you want to go and do other things like workshops and all that. How does all that work in conjunction too? So for us, we really do feel like we're feel so gifted that we had an opportunity to uh, learn a new model together and how to communicate in a way that's so safe through difficult things. I mean, it's fun when we're playful and like this, you know, woohoo, this is great and easy. But in those more challenging moments, you know, for for us, you know, um, we each lost parents and, and uh, Grace lost a sister and to say, I can't write today, like I have nothing to give you today, nothing. And for the other person to not get upset and frustrated. I mean, so of course there's a disappointment because we we were trying to stand deadlines, but also like to have that compassion for each other. Mm-hmm. It was really, it's such a gift. And if the world could operate this way. Wow. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think the indigenous have talked about circle and the, um, uh, I've been a uh, uh, guest a couple times in a grandmother circle that there's people from all over the world of all different original um, tribes. So mm-hmm. so there there's German ones and there it doesn't have to be just um, uh, American Indians. So there's there's all sorts of these people that. Have a philosophy of working in circle, and you did a circle of two. But mm-hmm. I think circle is part of our new paradigm of working together. And what it what it is is about quieting those um, those thoughts or um, fears mm-hmm. and proje- and projections of biases that you had before to keep you safe. So in the workplace, you might've had to, you know, girls don't cry, you know, cause we had to take roles on of ma- more masculine roles really to succeed, especially as a small business owner, that's that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Um, but but when you let it all go and don't make anything that someone says or does mean anything, it just is, and then try to have compassion, as the journey unfolds, then everyone heals, it's, it's a win, 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 correct?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and, and even in talking in that, you know, again, we, you know, We have evolved as human beings for whatever reasons whoever had the the courage or the voice or the power whatever we want to say at any given time allows to create the um, primary paradigm of a culture and there's enough of us now who are saying we would like to do something different and we're and we're action oriented you know we're not just carrying it inside of us or we're not just irritated and can't figure it out we're actually doing the effort and I think that means that there's enough of us who are willing to and the universe is saying, the universe is saying, OK, I'm going to show you more. I'm going to show you another way that you can do this. And I'm actually going to give you opportunities to practice, Perfect. you know, and uh, because I think that's what happens. The, the universe doesn't need us at all. Right. The universe doesn't need us. We need the universe to help support and guide us to understand what is our purpose and what why are we here? And do we have the courage and the love to to move forward with that? Perfect. Perfect. So Grace, do you want to add anything
0: to that?
2: No, that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's, it's the practice. It's just keep practicing and putting it, you know, sharing in a circle because the circle means everyone has equal power in the circle. And so you're working together for the common intention or a common uh, purpose. And so that helps motivate.
0: So, so I have a question about self-love because um, the a lot of this de- is determined on how much love you can have for yourself um, because everything comes out of that that perspective. Um, mm-hmm. how how did um, you guys figure that part out? because that that is I think part of the the shift that we're going through right now, where we got um, during the beginning of the lockdown, we got fear of death from this invisible enemy and then and so we had to kind of look, am I ready to go or what what's left undone, and all of those things and then and then really because i I don't know about you guys, but i I was by myself a lot. Mm -hmm. um trying it with two cats thank goodness um (laughs) but you really have to look at yourself about what what is what's mine to do what is mine to do what what makes my heart sing how do i show up authentically all of those things which means you have to love yourself Mm -hmm. so i'll go back to that question any any takers on
1: that well, I, I love this one because in our book, we do a self-love chapter mm-hmm. and um, and we we found, you know, it's like in talking to different people, it's just like self-love was, you know, people would kind of recoil a little bit, you know, it was uncomfortable for them. So I went in and looked up the, I like looking up the etymology and studying words or, or stuff. And I found out that, um, and it was really interesting to us that self-love actually was considered narcissistic. So, and if you think about that, if that's where it originally came from, and certainly it's shifted now, you know, the, the, the power of self-love that we talk is from a loving foundation and that it's, you know, compassion, understanding, not just for ourself, but love of others. But if you think of that word and that languaging to have the, um, the original uh, place of it as in narcissism, that means it has a little bit of that it's in, in its DNA still. So it's just like, oh, how do we get comfortable with like, you know, words evolve too. You know, they have their own energy and their own life. And it's just like, how do we, uh, it's not self-love from the narcissistic, which would be a fear-based self-love. That's a narcissistic one. But a a love-based self-love is about having that compassion and that understanding that we might offer to other people freely to also offer to ourselves graciously. Perfect.
2: Perfect. So Grace, do you have anything you'd like to
1: yeah. say? No, because self-love,
2: I mean, that's the, that's the key shift into personal art power. When I can love myself, even if I make a bazillion mistakes, I can still love myself unconditionally That my love is not based on what I do or don't do, but it's based on just because I'm connected to the source of unconditional love, whatever you call that, it doesn't matter, but it's that, Oh, I'm lovable no matter what. Because then that allows you to expand in that mode of love and then be able to share share with others unconditional love because you feel it and you're connected to it. It's easier to share that way. That's why it's so powerful.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, I really love um, all this conversation because I really I, I did a presentation on soulful business. And what I did, um, I, I, I've uh, shown it several times. I found all these wonderful business books that were all had love in the title or lo- they were using love. Mm-hmm. And there's studies about the servant leader in business. Mm-hmm and how much more profitable these businesses are when they are, when the leader consciously spends time loving the employees as much as the customers. And um, so that's why I did Conscious Business Zone is I wanted to give the servant leader resources so they could figure it all out for themselves and fast track it because they're so busy running a business and everything. But, um, but how do feel that um this this um this work has changed you uh-huh.
2: <laughs> oh yeah it's been a journey <laughs> whenever you write a transformational book it means you have to go through the transformation it doesn't mean you know everything about it but it means you have to go through a transformation in order to write the book which is yes Totally for me, I went through a major transformation in writing this book with Michelle.
1: Yeah. And the same for me, you know, I mean, it's, and it's beautiful. Cause again, I mean, even in the beginning when Grace and I was like, we're, we both felt like we're going to write a transformational book. Like how, like, I don't feel like I'm qualified. Do you feel like you're qualified? No, I don't feel, but we felt, you know, really moved to do it. And then we, we joke now, she's like, Oh, we were, we were, we were qualified to write this book, but really it was about us going to a deeper more dramatic transformation for ourselves and really stepping into our own. And, um, you know, how do we purge some of the things that we no longer need that have served us for our life um, and have been really wonderful and beautiful to get us to where we are, but we no longer, they don't serve us in the same way. And we have beautiful, more beautiful tools that we've been practicing. But yeah, no, no doubt we have, um, have learned a lot. And, and what, what I really have grown to love about this book is that it's this framework. It's a framework for understanding who you are at any given time in your life. And so when we first started with this framework in, in in writing the book, and when we came up with the framework, we were both in very different places than we are now. And yet we know that each we still are getting a lot of powerful um, information for our own transformation uh, in the journey and utilizing the framework in a new and different way for us. The tools become new and different tools for us just because we've shifted and changed, like Grace said. Mm -hmm.
0: that makes total sense that every level of clearing that you do of the programs that we all got to have, because our parents tried to keep us safe They didn't realize that it was all um, a construct that really wasn't creative, co-creating with the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, all of us are right now, I think there's a huge dumping of those old, inauthentic, um, Mm -hmm. uh, fear-based thought processes and um, actual um, interpersonal relationship tools. Mm -hmm. that it's uh when you can just show up and say let's have fun let's be four-year-olds or whatever um and still get the job done and it actually has more loving conscious energy and a higher vibration to it than the other (laughs) the Mm -hmm. adult version (laughs) (laughs) yeah adulting's overrated
1: uh, I agree. I totally, we agree. I know Grace yes, agrees, too. <laughs> you know, and I do think it's an interesting. you bring it up and stuff. You know, again, I, I think at any phase of life, though, for whatever reason, the, the paradigm ends up where it is, right? So there's a reason why it ends up there at that particular time. And I think there's just a lot of residual, maybe, you know, in my imagine, imagined version, anyways, there's a lot of residual from like that caveman that we think about the survival, like just trying to be safe from all that scary stuff out there. and a the way we get a little bit more comfortable and feel a little bit more self but again just like i said with self-love There's the residual part of that in our DNA. Like we're still running from lions and tigers and bears. And most of us don't have to run from, it's, you know, in America, we aren't running from lions and tigers and bears, but we have a different kind of lions and tigers and bears. Right. Right. right? right? So they're, and they're emotional ones and it's rooted in fear. And so how do we, you know, shift? And when you get that consciousness that you talked about in that, you know, in the beginning slides that you showed and stuff, like when we raise it to the consciousness, all of a sudden it's like, Wow, I think there's a bear chasing me, but what is it really? I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my job. Yeah. That's the bear that's chasing me today. Mm -hmm. So let's unpack that. Why am I afraid I'm gonna lose my job? You know, because somebody did last week. Three people lost their job last week. Well, that is that real? Is fear so how is fear your informant versus your crippler? Right.
0: Well, well, unless you identify those, you cause that to happen because you're fueling. Mm -hmm the uh, the unwanted outcome with your energy. The other thing I wanted to say, and I'm getting chills. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that I tell all my clients when we're going through a marketing plan process and we do all these soul illumination work that people are buying your energy. And so the more that you're aligned to who you really are, the fractal of source, more of it's in and more of your light that's here, that's what people are attracted to and want more of it isn't necessarily the 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 projects or the outcomes mm-hmm. it's how people that what someone said um people don't remember what you said but they remember how you made them feel mm-hmm. that's what i'm talking about you're they're buying your light and what this book allows you to do is hold more of your own light yeah which is needed mm-hmm. in the darkness here. I mean, the, the, why else did we come here during mm-hmm. this time? Really?
1: Yeah. That's so powerful, you know, I'm just being like, I just really, I'm getting shivers up my spine yep. because when I'm, when I'm thinking of that, it, it, there's that, you said the authentic, the authenticity mm-hmm. piece of it. And in in my experience anyway, and I know I've had this conversation with others, is that we've been taught to hold hold our light, to, to not shine it quite so bright. You know, it's just like, you know, pray in private, you know, sing in private, do all these beautiful, wonderful, playful things in private, but yet we can be bold and beautiful and anger out in public. And what's the authentic energy that's coming is pe- what people are attracted to. So if the, um, if the lower vibrational energies are louder and authentic, of course, people are going to be attracted to that. So I think this is a time where we have to be bolder and braver and louder with the loving energy, which I believe outpowers the, the lower vibrational energy by far, so that people have some other choice. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's what Barbara, you have Barbara's, um, spe- uh, the, her spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, the other way. <laughs> um, behind you. And that's what she would have said is what have you done to help um, make you know to contribute to humanity today. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like well I did something last week. She, she was trying to get us all to show up in our divine light and um, this so you did you, you guys created a toolkit which is in the back of the book you guys it really is a toolkit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, um, that can t- help you change state. Yeah. Um, pretty quickly. And and it's logical. It isn't that you have to do, um, you know, spend an hour meditating and wear your pajamas and I mean, and learn another language. And well, no, I mean, so much of all of the spiritual stuff was um, too hard for our for our culture for our timeline. But mm-hmm. this isn't this is this is usable and um a, a new direction that you can choose as an empowered being mm-hmm. to to um change your life. hmm yeah, 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 yeah. So I I I wanna um do we want Michelle to start the slides now? Because we're yeah.
1: And so I just press the present
0: and yeah, let's see if you, oh no, I think I have to do it. Um, Oh yeah. I think
1: you do too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there, so um, you can just, I'll be behind here and you can just tell me next. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. So we've been talking about personal heart power, but what is it really? So personal heart power is when we're able to operate, what we're talking about in that mode of love, that energy, the higher vibrational energy in our personal heart and when we're in our personal heart that's just what we sense all the energies that are coming into our sensory being in our heart energetically and then this heart is interacting with a calm mind and so when the mind is more present in the moment it's relaxed it's not thinking about the future it's not thinking about the past but we're totally fully present here in the present moment with a calm mind and an open heart because sometimes our hearts close and we can't feel love it's with an open heart, we can feel these higher vibrational energies. And so that's personal heart power. And it's a practice. It doesn't, you just get there and you stay there. It's a continuous practice to keep our heart open and our minds calm. Okay, next.
1: Yeah, and so what we've done is we've tried to simplify it so that, you know, just like, what are quick, easy things? Because that's what we are. You know, we, it's like we like easy, tangible things that we can do. And so we've really put it on a continuum of fear to love. And if you look at that just from a continuum standpoint, what happens, then you can start going, you can start looking. It's like, how am I feeling today? You know, how am I, you know, if I'm looking at fear and love, how can I feel? And you look at fear, that's the lower vibrational energies of, you know, sadness, pain, suffering, anger, frustration, all of that. And then where love is like, you know, you feel the joy, the compassion, the understanding and where we are on that. And and it's all part of all of our lives. Yeah. So we aren't going to forever live in the nirvana of of love because the human existence is about that that um, ebb and flow of emotions and feelings and expe- based on experiences and sometimes fear is what causes us to have the greatest growth. So if you just look at it, it's just like so so or you have an experience at work. And you're all of a sudden, you're, you know, this joyful moment you were having in your day, you're going along and all of a sudden something happened. You just like, whoa, all of a sudden you're just feeling grumpy and grouchy. You can look at this like what just happened, you know, on this continuum, what just happened? Wow. I just went from this, you know, high, high eight of feeling love, but what, what was it that caused me? And you begin to get that, that consciousness feeling. um, And it helps. And and so in in that consciousness, then the next slide would be.
2: Yeah. So the mode of love is when we're living consciously with higher vibrational thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So we spend more of the day with those higher vibrational thoughts, like I am worthy. I am lovable. My needs matter. I don't want to be perfect, be wonderful. Those are the higher vibrational thoughts that we keep our hearts open Feelings, really focusing on wanting to feel more love in our lives, wanting, choosing to feel more joy, more happiness, more peace. Not that we, we don't judge feelings as good or bad because those lower vibrational feelings do give us information about what we need to get back to balance. If I feel hungry, I need to eat. If I feel sad, I need to process through the sadness and feel it to see what I need to get back to balance, emotional balance. And then the high vibrational behaviors, Each day, if we make a practice of high vibrational behaviors, it will keep us in balance and keep us our hearts open in the mode of love because we're in survival, fight, flight or freeze mode. We're just doing fight, flight or freeze limited choices. And so it's that behaviors that help hold this
1: our hearts in the mode of
2: love in high vibration. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And so it's in the awareness, you know, it's like when you begin to develop the awareness of, of where you are at any given time is when you can begin to shift your relationship to love, you know, um, and, uh, and have a greater understanding of the relationship of love and fear. And so we talk about it as unconditional love, where it's just like, in spite of all these, you know, where, um, Again, we're so programmed to judge ourselves or others just like how we're falling short. Instead, in those moments, it's it's like Grace said, I'm not there yet. You know, I haven't been there yet. And we can love ourselves in the not there yet, or there's still room for improvement. I haven't developed the skill enough yet, you know. And uh and so when we are able to do that with our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors we start bringing it to more consciousness and more awareness. We begin to recognize how it's affecting our life, you know, and wherever we are is fine and beautiful. It's the life and journey that we're meant to have. But when you have awareness, you get to start leading your life instead of life, just leading you. And it seems like such a subtle difference, you know, for, for that, but it's profound when you start going, well, if I do this, will this make me feel the way or think the way or be the way that I would like it to be. And it just, it just shifts that. And it allows you to make your choices in a different way. And what it really does with the awareness and the consciousness, that's when you begin to connect with your personal heart power and wherever your power is, you know, some of us, we were all born different. We have all had a different journey and that's the beautiful, unique human journey we're we're meant to have for us. So wherever we are in this moment is perfect for us in this moment And when we get awareness, we get to decide, am I good where I am? This is feeling really good. I think I'm just going to keep going along. Or, you know, it's just like, or is it like, you know what? I actually, I don't like feeling this anymore. This doesn't feel good to me anymore. You know, and it's and that's such a simplistic way of looking at it. But then you start, you know, dividing your life up and you start looking because there might be areas that are beautiful. You know, your family life is great and wonderful and beautiful, but at work, you're really struggling. You've never your job has never worked very well for you. What can you do then? You know, how do you make steps to move it in that place where you can get joy, have that? It's about having that sense of joy, even in the challenging situations,
2: even when life
1: is difficult you know cuz we're going to have those difficult things but that awareness is incredibly powerful for personal heart power and allows you to move into that you know just really having um that ability to make change. And so next slide.
2: Yeah, and so it's
1: it's that shift in
2: oh life is happening for me not to me. And so with that awareness the next thing is choices. Like oh if I have more awareness in the present moment then I can make choices that will keep me in the mode of love or get me back into the mode of love. And so we're in the mode of love, we have more choices, more awareness. When We're in the mode of fear, it's usually a fight, flight or freeze choice we have. We have very limited choices. So it's looking at, oh, if I'm in the mode of love, I can expand my choices to more higher vibrational behaviors, focusing on more higher vibrational thoughts, which brings about more higher vibrational feelings. So the power of our choices we make daily, in our lives, it matters.
1: Yeah, and so, um, you know, and the benefits of a love-focused life is we do feel the more joy, right? And mm-hmm. in here, we're showing all the happy, glorious, joyful moments and stuff, but there's also in the the benefits of a love-focused life and some of those moments that happen in the lower vibrational things, like I, um, Grace and I were talking about earlier, you know, we had I can't remember. It's three or four deaths that happened in the process of, of us writing our book. Well, those are seemingly, you know, lower vibrational experience. Well, they are, you know, they, they bring in a lot of feeling and emotion, but when you do it from a love focused place and you have your mode of operation as being love, you can also see the beauty in that, you know, your ability to love through that, the beauty to be able to um, support one another. So it's just like, you know, um, I think so often in our culture, we get these images, you know, much like we're putting here even, but and this really is in, this is an internal feeling that you're going to have with a love focused life that it's, you know, this is showing the external benefits of it, but there's an internal feeling that happens even in those challenging moments. You know, as my dad was, As my dad died, my family gathered, and we were sad, very sad, and we were also very loving. And what I am holding on to from it is that loving experience that we shared and bonded with as a family in there that was really beautiful. And so I think it's wherever we are, it's just messaging. Grace said that early. You know, everything's information for us. It's information for us that we get to do something with. And when we have that conscious awareness, we get to reap more of the benefits of it because often we miss the beauty. If we're living in a fear-focused life, we're missing the beauty that's also there for us.
2: And so we have a heart hug tool. So this is just one of the many tools, there's 30 tools in the book, but this is just one simple one. And this heart hug tool is just reconnecting with yourself. It's an easy thing to reconnect yourself in a loving way. So you just close your eyes and you can place your hands on your shoulders or on your heart. And you just take a deep breath in. Imagine breathing into your heart. So, with a slow, deep breath into your heart. Feeling expand and then slowly releasing the breath. And with that next breath, breathing, imagine breathing in loving energy into your personal heart for yourself. And as you slowly exhale, imagine sending that Loving energy out to your family, to your friends, co-workers. Again, taking in that loving energy with breathing in to your heart. And as you slowly exhale, just sending that love to anyone who's coming to mind. And just notice how you feel when you take time to be present with yourself and your personal heart taking in that high vibrational energy of love and sending out, giving out that high vibrational energy of love, that it can help shift you into being in the mode of love. And you can do it as you need it. You can do heart hugs. You can't OD on heart hugs. So as many as you need a day, just a simple two to three minute tool to recenter into the personal heart with love.
1: Yeah, and so this is last side slide is just where you can get our book at personalheartpower.com, and um, most bookstores can order them in. We'll order them in now for you, so you can go to your favorite independent bookstore, um, and of course Barnes and Noble and Amazon also have that available. And uh, we're really grateful that we've had this opportunity and we're gifted the opportunity of writing this book. And just really, we say, I wish I would have had this framework when we were <laughs> when we were t- taking our circuitous journeys to get to this particular destination. Um, it's just having some sort of framework. I think we're, we're programmed in our country to have like a linear, more of a linear framework. And we've tried to make one that. there is some linear in it because of that but it really is about how do we go full circle for our life
0: Mm -hmm. yes this is perfect and uh, my cat likes this energy too (laughs) um what what i'm thinking is that people People say, you know, well, how do I fit one more thing in? Or, mm-hmm. or um, I know, Grace. When we, when I interviewed you on Co-Creators Convergence, you talked about using your imagination, going to your place, mm-hmm. your beach. Um, how, how do you help people get out of the um, feeling that they can't do this? How, how do you help people realize that? Um, Everyone can do this and they can share
2: it. Yeah, I I just share that it's a very practical, you just do what you feel you need to do in the moment, not pressuring you have to do it all or, you know, but in this present moment, just connecting with myself with my breath. It's just simple as a conscious breath is being more in the mode of love. And then expanding on that, maybe starting a little meditation in the morning, two to five minutes. Again, just introducing more higher vibrational behaviors to slowly to see what works with your heart and see what works to calm your mind down. Everyone's different. So it's learning our own mind and and our heart of what energy we can take in in a healthy way and what energy do we need to dismiss and not take in. So it's a learning. It's about learning ourselves and accepting ourselves. So it's it's whatever someone can do. I don't push anyone a certain format. Just try these, practice these, see which ones work and which ones don't. Don't do them.
0: Well, um, I, I'm I think that this is a gift you give yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to. Someone introduces you to it, and you, what I find is you've made it easy to do. This isn't, this isn't, as I said, taking an 11 week course, <laughs> uh, although it could be, I mean, you can, you could make a course out of it easily, um, but, but I, I don't know, Michelle, do you have anything else? Because have, have you heard any um, excuses? See cat.
1: Anyway, um, well, I hear them from myself all the time, right? So it's like, you know, I also have to, I also am practicing, you know, we're practicing. And I do just want to say, you know, Grace has offered a number online and, and maybe she can mention it later for, she's done some longer term thing for people who are ready. So some of us are only at the place where literally all we can add is in those stressful moments to do three calm breaths. Like we all have time for three calm breaths. And when we say three columns, like really breathe into the count of six, hold and breathe out for the count of six. Do that three times. It shifts your energy. It really does. I have yet to meet someone who I've shared that tool with who has not like, oh, wow. So breathe, breathe, breathe. You can hear my, my, my voice, breathe, breathe, breathe in a stressful moment. And that in itself may be the first initial thing that you do. And then, and then maybe you move to something where it's just like now in that breath, you recognize you have some self-deprecating um, thoughts going through your head. Well, when you get that awareness, have one mantra, one thing. So mine for my, my business that I have is Love Voice Rising. And it's like, I am love. I am loved. I am love voice rising. So I say that to myself and it shifts where I am. And so you just start adding. There's other people out there from the get go, they are ready, like, I've got an hour every day, I'm going to sit down, I can meditate for 15 minutes, I can do my, my home, my diligence in the work, I can read the book. And they're in a different place. They have a different personality, they have a different need. And so that works for them. And this book, I think, works for where wherever you're at, right. you know, it's beautiful to do one chapter at a time or one page at a time, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. This is one of those
0: books, like I mentioned, the Revolutionary Agreements, where you could read it every year Mm -hmm. and then and you would be at a different spot and a different understanding and a more enriched. um, You would get some more nuggets Mm -hmm. out of it each time. That's why I was um, thinking it should be in. Um, organizations and so nonprofits all, mm-hmm. all sorts of organizations where um this could be in people's toolkits
1: mm-hmm. where
0: um, um ego runs rampant
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah you know, and in those places, the, the ego has benefited them because they don't have another tool to do it a different way. You know, it's just like and and so we do what serves us until we learn something new. And if we can't find something that we can connect to that's accessible to us, then we do what we all know we do what, what's familiar and stuff and things like that. So. I think it's really beautiful. And we are we want to we we know there's a benefit to being able to get into like if a business wants us to come and talk to their group or a hospital that wants to, you know, we think about heart health, you know, physical heart health, how beautiful to come in and also talk about the emotional, the feeling heart, because we, you know, any of us who've looked at heart math, which many of us have here, we know that there's like a whole nother life happening in our heart.
0: Well, um, that's another question for you. Um, for when your heart opens, it kind of aches. I mean, when it first busts open, <laughs> um, and this is a buster, <laughs> it is. Um, but but what about what about uh, reassuring people about that? Um, because there, I mean, I, one of my clients. Has had heart attacks and everything, and his heart starts to bust open, and he automatically sort of stops. Mm-hmm. He's, he he's concerned. So mm-hmm. could you speak a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So looking at it, when you do first start this work, we're so numb. Our culture is so focused on numbing ourselves that we really start going into the heart. We might feel these lower vibrational feelings again. They're nuggets of wisdom, you know. Feeling that sadness, processing through that grief, that depression. What does it come here to teach us? What are those feelings? So it's not feeling afraid of the feeling. It's like, oh, can I be with this feeling? Can I really feel it in my body and breathe through it to process through it to see what do I need to either get back to balance on any level, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual balance, like so honoring those feelings, so not dreading feeling, but just being curious with feeling. Like, oh, I wonder how, what does sadness feel like in my body? Where's grief feel? What is the anger? You know, where do I feel it? So we have a loving connection to our feelings and not wanting to avoid them or not judging them, but shifting our relationship to feelings is very powerful because what the energy feelings are energy stuck in our body. I create causes physical
1: imbalance in some way.
0: Right. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, and
1: building on that, if I can, you know, it's just like and it's ignoring our feelings that come into us. You know, when we ignore them, if you really think about it, it's like um, imagine ignoring a friend who's coming to give you some words of wisdom to help you in a particular situation. Or we've all been ignored when we've had things to share that would be valuable and really make it easier for someone else. Well, that's what feelings are doing for us. It's giving us information. It says, look, I need a little tender, loving care here. And if you ignore me, I get bigger and bigger. And then pretty soon I scream in really bold ways, be it a heart attack or depression or anxiety. But if we can bite it off when we first feel it, and we begin to have pr- tools and practices to do that, all of a sudden we're like going, oh, you're just a friend who's coming to give me valid information that could be beneficial for me. I get to choose what I do with it. Perfect.
0: Yeah, that's uh, triggers are our our friends, even though we don't know it. And (laughs) whatever we resist persists. Mm -hmm. So so that's another part of this, which sounds trite, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, Michelle, that you're you're almost calling those um, feelings of friend that's come to visit and um, come come to reveal something for you. And um, but, but I, I do think that this time period, if this is my own thought process, I didn't read this anywhere. I don't know where I got it. But I think that people are going to get more and more empathic. Mm -hmm. With this energy, with the light coming from this great central sun, we're in the photonic belt now in the Milky Way, and our whole solar system is upgrading with more light. And um, what that's going to enable us to do is have our superpowers, which, come on, you guys, that's what we came here to experience. And um, and this is the time to do it. And I do believe that this is part of the path to your superpowers, don't you?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we found that it, it's, I mean, honestly, if you could, I mean, it would be really beautiful if we could go back and see Grace and I three years ago. You know, if we could have the same conversation three years ago and then have it today, we were different people then. You know, we both recognize that growth in ourselves and in, and in each other. And, and honestly, you know, there are little incremental changes along the way. It wasn't like all of a sudden I had to be a different person. What, allow, what it's allowed us to do is be more authentic ourselves and we aren't carrying the burden of like, what should I be? Who am I supposed to be? And it's like, and, and we're not doing dramatically different things in our lives, but we're feeling dramatically different in our lives. That's what I'm talking about with the energy. Is
0: that once you once you start clearing and cleaning and clearing and cleaning off um, even the Hoka Pono Pono prayer where you forgive you you forgive yourself basically um, for all of these uh, stinking thinking and uh, <laughs> and and uh, get a chance to just say okay that was then and every morning wake up and be able to be a new being. A new, a new positive being in the world. And uh, I I thank you so much for this. This is really a tool that I hope everyone will um, pick up. Uh, I, we've got um, ways for you to go and get your copy. And we'll make sure that all the links are in all of the different places that this is um, online. Mm-hmm. So people can get their book Uh Is there anything that you'd like to add um, as a closing?
2: I would like to say thank you, everyone out there who is being a love and light beacon out the world. We need them right now. So have the courage to stand in love, to be this beautiful love and light beacon for others, for yourself as well as for other people.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, and I say thank you too. Thank you to you too, Kathy, for having us on here. And in those moments when you're not feeling particularly loving, you are still lovable. You know, we need to be there for each other in our lower vibrational energies and stuff too. And that's what it's all about. It's that flow, that beautiful flow of love because love is present in all of it. Wonderful. Yeah, thank so, you, Candy.
0: Sure, sure. My pleasure. Oh, you know I'm having fun. Are you kidding? This and thank you so much. I, I cherish this. I really think that this is a tool that no matter where you are on your journey of awakening this is a tool that could help everyone. And it, it's logical enough that the left brain people, the scientific <laughs> left brain people will get it. And then it's open hearted enough that it'll still entertain uh, and, um, and be a uh, benefit to, to, uh, the right brain people. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, um, you. yeah. So one more thing, um, do we want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you? So, so, um, so they can uh, learn more. Oh, and Sugar Bee, Sugar Bee's here and Make a Pathway. Louise is here. Beautiful conversation. So anyway, I want to make sure that people um, have a way to get a hold of you.
1: Well, personalheartpower.com is the, probably the easiest way based on today. And then it connects both that will, um, that site will also connect an opportunity to connect to Grace Grace's site individually and my Grace uh, my site individually as well. So that's okay. probably the easiest way. Okay. Okay. So I'll make sure
0: that I include that in all the comments and everything on yeah. all the sites, but thank you so much. Um, I, I really want to, um, put my heart energy into this production and see, and, and, um, cheer you on as you get it out in the world, Dude. because this is a big part of our shift. It is. Thank
1: you. Is. And, you know, and, and and Grace and I are really open because this is a new thing, like like getting the book out there and stuff, too. You know, she's like, we know it has a life of its own and we're open to ideas of doing it differently because we're in a phase of doing it differently. Right. Yeah. So we're we love this process of, of experimentation and discovery. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's well. And I'm calling that play.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because if you go
0: in and you assume the best case scenario with all of it, another cat, Um, (laughs) you assume another, the best case scenario, no matter what we're doing, um, Mm -hmm. even, even um, things that are new and a little would be normally scary. um, You can, the observer effect
1: works. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, we have to sign off. We have to do this again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Much oh, love. Thank you. Thank much you. love. Thank you. Bye. Thank you everyone. Thank, you, everyone. thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you.